Coming up on Small Town Charm, Clown Town USA. We're living in it. Let's talk about it. It's all about pearl clutching, uh, virtue signaling, and social media, basically on Facebook. It's coming up on Small Town Charm. Stay tuned. Well, hey there. Welcome into Small Town Charm. It's been a while since we've talked to you, so we're happy to see you. I hope you missed us as much as we missed you. Uh, my name is Daniel. We got Mike. We got Chris. As always, if you like the show, please uh, subscribe or leave an honest review. Leave a rating if you're on a podcast. Any of that stuff helps us out a lot, and so we definitely would appreciate it. All right, so uh, it's been for us what, two weeks since we've recorded an episode? It's been a while. Yeah, yeah it's been a while. So I know that I know that as far as when the podcast came out, it's been uh, about a week, probably about a week or so since one's come out. Um, and so it, it feels like for us it's been a lot longer than yeah. maybe for everybody watching or we, listening. We took a little break for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Back yeah, well, in Studio A. <laughs> back in Studio A. <laughs> up some gear. I have to wait yeah. for it to come in. Yeah, we got some nicer stuff, so hopefully it sounds better. Um, and maybe sounding better makes us look better. I don't know. Yeah. You guys matched tonight. I just realized that. So I went uh, super casual. I was just hanging up Christmas lights. Well, I was like, oh, I'll, I'll do a podcast. But. Yeah, I'm just glad. I have my slippers on at least, so I'm, I'm halfway <laughs> there. there. Um, but yeah, so there's, uh, you know, stuff's been going on. We had Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to all of you guys. Yeah, Didn't say that. Um, but uh, so yeah, Thanksgiving happened for us. So we're all, before we started, you guys were talking about some crazy stuff personally, just like how the world has gone <laughs> crazy. But I think that's kind of what we want to talk about a little bit uh, tonight or today um, is, is the social media world, things like that. But I think a, a good context before we get into that is probably going to be just kind of what's happened in the town over the last week or so i know there's a, a meeting i think we missed did we miss a meeting we missed a, a meeting of some yeah. kind since the last time a workshop a workshop okay yeah. and that was on a was that a tuesday night workshop or was that a thursday it doesn't really matter it was just it was early in the week yeah um and that was just after i think our last episode came yeah out. It's, i mean it's, yeah. they're non-voting meetings so i mean the zoning it was kind of weird i watched it uh it was it was basically so lisa guillermoni is not She's done. She only has like ten minutes left in her tenure. Uh, Nolensville is going is going to. So next meeting is December first, okay. I think, right? Mm-hmm. So Nolensville is going to honor the Nolensville Little League team. They're going to give them a key to the city, and because it happened during Lisa and Wendy's tenure, they're going to invite Lisa and Wendy to kick off a meeting. Once that celebration is over with, Jessica and Kate take the bench. So the work. That being said, the workshop was kind of like a lame duck meeting that was probably, they probably could have skipped it because they started talking about uh, uh, the zoning ordinance, but two of the voting members weren't there, right? And it's like, well, it's all hinges on those two anyway. So it's like, well, Lisa's up there, Wendy's up there. They, they're not going to vote on it. So there's no point of discussing it with them. <clears throat> the two, the, the two new, the two, two new commissioners aren't there. So it, it was just one of those meetings where it was just a Q&A with Brian Wright from TPEDC. And I think there's an important thing to highlight uh, that we're kind of starting to draw a little bit of attention to, but Mike's freaked out by the yeah, mic. I moved the mic a little closer. Close. Um, yeah, so there's, there's an important note in there that you just mentioned, which is the fact that 
the zoning ordinance that's going to be voted on now, it's finally made it to the BOC, is being voted on by Jessica and Kate. Right. So new commissioners coming in have never uh, had a chance to vote on anything related to this, have, or have, a, have attended meetings, you know, I think off and on a little bit over the last six months. So, like, hopefully they've read the thing. They, uh, made, they made posts. Yeah, yeah they, made, they made some <laughs> they Facebook made, posts. They, they posted but, some videos and deleted some videos. Yeah, I mean, I personally, I don't know about you guys, but I'm going to be watching very carefully to see what kind of commentary they bring in um, because they have not had a lot, lot of time to deal with the actual document or have access to the resources at Town Hall the way a commissioner does to be able to actually kind of get into the the background of things and the nuts and bolts of how this all works. Do they get access to stuff like now, like they've got voted in, like would they get access to some like things so that they come into that first meeting more educated? I know like it's weird because they haven't been sworn in yet, but like you'd think they'd get, I don't know. I, mean, like, I, I, some- I hope that they're, on some type of text chain or email chain with the staff, right? Mm-hmm. Right. At least, yeah. at least to kind of run, run, uh, run through the basics of yeah of the zoning ordinance. You'd think it would be like you know when a president takes over they before he actually is in oh, office. I mean, they, there's like a several month period of like briefings. Right. He gets, he gets like into classified information and gets all those protocols. And I mean, they like have that. the nags, right? The nags are probably well, that's, oh, that's, yeah. that's their. That's their uh, I think that's what we're all hinting at at the end yeah. of the day. It's like. So are they going to come? Tommy into- Duggar has them all looped in. All don't worry, don't worry. They're prepped. I have no fear. Yeah. But I, I, that is personally what I'm going to be watching for is do they come in and not having any experience with this or it's their first meeting, are they coming in with like actual fresh ideas that they've pondered and thought about on their own or are they just starting off fresh with talking points from – their campaign supporters. That'll be the the very key thing to watch for. Yeah, the first meeting. I, I do wonder though if they come in with talking points from their campaign supporters. How are you going to be able, be able to tell the difference between those two things? I mean, you know what I mean. It's yeah. like it, they could say it was their that was their platform, whatever sure. it is. So, um, I, I'll be I'll be you know obviously curious about the zoning ordinance that whole thing, but there's other decisions you know they have to make that day too, and. Um, you know, I, I know that you can't expect anybody to know everything about every issue all the time, uh, but this is kind of like, uh, you know, I've spent part of my life in the music world. They always say, you know, you get your whole life to write your first album, and then you get like two years to write your second. Because, mm-hmm. and like, it's so like they have, they've had, quote unquote, their whole lives to prepare for <laughs> this first meeting. And so now, I guess after that, I almost be more curious about the second meeting, what how that goes when they only have the normal amount of time. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm actually I'm secretly looking forward to the good old vote, right? right? Because like the whole campaign was based on uh, no density or less density, more roads type of thing, right? Yeah. But good old, I mean that's a massive density bus boost, but it also fixes your road. So how do you vote on that? Like, right. is your first actual vote going to be to? put a subdivision on a legacy farm mm-hmm. behind the oldest subdivision in town and how do you justify it because like at this point they kind of have to because roads yeah that's a massive road infrastructure project well and i i don't know if it's going to come out of this meeting but i've seen some early um some early projections from victor um he's done some calculations on like okay if we went with you know zoning map one 
which is like the originally proposed zoning map from TPUDC. Right. Here's like what the tax revenue ramifications of that are. If we go with zoning map two or Joel's version where it's like, you know, drastically cutting down density kind of in scale. Um, I think the number I saw was like, if we go with like the third iteration, which is like density is like half of what was originally proposed. Uh, what's the, what, so which one is that? Is that Joel? I think that's amended, Joel's, that's amended, Joel's amended map. The Miller yes. amended. All yes. Right. So the Miller amended <laughs> map, if we go with that version, oh. which was just presented, uh, I, th- I think it's like calculated based on, we need to complete three road projects. And in order to do it, even with growing the town, we'd still have to like triple our tax rate. Right. I mean, so the interesting thing is going to be like, how, how do people who fought against density face the fact like when, when numbers are actually presented to them that it's either we grow the town in a certain way, or you're going to just, you're basically signing us up knowing that you're going to have to raise taxes down the road. So, So you actually, we should have this conversation because as much as people would love, would love for us to come out and say like, we are a machine. We, think alike we don't right remember the when they were increasing the when they were increasing the tax rate oh yeah like you and i had a pretty significant disagreement there right i was more so like hey we're gonna end up at a dollar one day like if we keep this going we're gonna end up at a dollar rate one day like fairview is like 78 cents or something like that like we're gonna be right there like we're we're we can't sustain our need for infrastructure and services with our current zoning back at the time like a year or two ago and you were like, no, if you don't need it, don't do it. Uh, I think that that's a that, that's a really great discussion because if we don't lend the zoning like Franklin or Brentwood has, and Brentwood kind of less so than Brentwood, Brentwood is inflated because of property values. Uh, but if if we don't have a very effective uh, zoning ordinance, we are going to have our tax rate that's close to a dollar. Like yep. there's just like. In 2022, in the 21st century town, there's things that you have to do as a municipality that you didn't have to do 30, 40 years ago mm-hmm. that now you do have to do. Like, you do have to have a public works. At some point, you're going to have a parks department. You have to have a state-of-the-art police department. Like, we are committed to a fire department. Like, we're like at some point, like, we already have plows. Like, you're going to have to buy salt and more plow trucks. More residents are going are gonna to strain roads and you are going to have to build roads like it, it, it will increase and if you can't pay for it with the growth that you're seeing now then you're just going to pay for it forever with with a, with a new tax rate that's going to settle somewhere on a dollar when when the fire department was coming in back back when adam spencer was chief so it was after brian moat adam spencer became chief and then he was trying to he, he was trying to get funding for equipment and he he had me run some data, uh, and it was basically like I, I think we ended up with like sixty towns in Middle Tennessee. Oh yeah, I remember that spreadsheet. Yeah, and it was like the 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 median rate for towns our size was like over a dollar. Yep. And the reason why I say it's probably going to be around a dollar, maybe like probably like Fairview is like seventy something cents. The only reason why we 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 will be able to keep it under a dollar is because of our property values. Mm-hmm. But those property values, so if your home is worth a lot more, we also have to, as a town, we have to provide services that are above average because if, if I buy a home for a million dollars, there's some things that 
I, as a citizen, will expect. I will expect a nicely paved road. Sure. I will expect a nice library, a nice park. Like, like if I didn't, if I, if those things didn't matter to me, if I paid four hundred thousand dollars for a home, I would live in Dixon, and I would understand the the circumstance the town's in. But if you if you move to Williamson County, your expectations are. Pickerton Park and Franklin, the Brentwood Library, right? Concord Road or Macatcher Road, right? Those are your expectations. That's what you're signing up for. And eventually, if you don't get those things, there's going to be an, another turnover. Like, Better Knowlesville wasn't a turnover because we wanted better representation. Better Knowlesville was a turnover because the people that moved here realized, like, this is this is clown town. Right. This mm-hmm. is like, th- this is clown town. These people, ha- like, they don't know what they're doing. Right. Like, get new people in there. Yep. That's the name of this episode. Clown, clown town. town. Clown town, <laughs> USA. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, you're 100% right, Mike. And I... I guess I, I have to ask the question. So, do we agree now on this? No, because you you didn't want to raise the rate, right? But now I I I I, I told you that we we don't need the rate hike to be able to afford the fire department per se, right? But we need the rate hike because eventually we will have to hike our rate to be solvent, unless we can get density in place. And it's not the, that, I, that doesn't require it. And it's not the density. So the the like that's that's almost like that's almost like saying, do you sell your town to apartment buildings? No, to be yeah, I think I, I think the, it goes back to the discussion of like unless we can provide density that brings certain kinds of you need commercial, you need right. commercial that brings certain yeah. kinds of commercial, which ultimately provides the most dollars per acre in terms of tax revenue that comes from it's we're still talking about tax dollars. It's just whose pockets do those come right. from? Do they come from businesses? And therefore, it's like sales tax paid by citizens, or does it come from your property tax? Right. You know, it, well, it's the, just a the, little different the way density, to skin the cat. The density thing is, you you trade the density, and density is not always bad because the town does get state sales like tax share, right? So, like for every for every resident, we get federal funding, we right. get state funding, and we also get sales tax dollars from the state. Right. So the more residents we have, the more money we bring in anyway. Uh, but the density, so there's one of two ways to grow your commercial base. You can either plant a Walmart and let it rain, right? Just let, let Walmart take care of you until <laughs> they leave and then you die. Like mm-hmm. Walmart is the 21st century steel mill, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's profitable when they're there and when they leave, your town dies. Or you build something like Franklin where it's your, your core district that's always going to be there, not because there's cool, nice businesses in there. It's because it's so versatile. Mm-hmm. And it's, if that one business leaves, that, that place is so desirable that it will be filled up by the end of the month with something that's as profitable. Right. Like, that's the way you do it. When a Walmart leaves, like, you get a, like, a Halloween store once a year. Right. Like, that's about it. And a bunch of that brings in crime. Like, I would, I would love, I'm actually going to go home and Google this. What sells more crack? The back dock of a Walmart or a courtyard <laughs> of a mixed-use de- uh, development. Yeah. Well, I think we're. I think kind of the point you were getting at when you said to Mike, "Are, are we, are we agreeing now, or whatever that is?" Is we're getting close to the point where it doesn't really matter if you agree or not because the numbers are going to say what you have to do. Yeah. Right. And I think especially the two new candidates are going to have to deal sooner rather than later with the reality of a decision that is based on. Uh, something you know, a train you know coming down the tracks, staring them in the face. You have to make a decision right now. 
and the facts are saying you're either going to have to raise taxes or you might have made the wrong decision. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, with density. I, I just think that this first meeting, maybe the second meeting, but definitely like they are going to uh, get a harsh dose of reality and, and they're going to see the numbers. And like that's been something that has been uh, just vehemently avoided in all of the d- debates online and stuff like that leading up to the election is nobody ever wanted to say, well, here's like, if we don't go with this style of zoning for the town of Nolensville, here's what the reality really means. And so, you know, I mean, fine. Maybe people in Nolensville are going to be fine with a property tax raise. I have a hard time believing people aren't going to raise their hands and say, like, what are you talking about? Well, this is like the impact. You, you just discussion. told us we didn't have to have apartments. Yeah. Like yeah. you didn't, but the problem is they never told people like, well, in order to not have apartments, that means you have to pay for the privilege of not having apartments. Right, and that's yeah. going to come out of everyone's pocket. This is the impact fee discussion all over again. The difference is um, it's it's the opposite. It's it's now the town. We, we were all screaming, the town's not going to lose out on something. Now we're saying the town is going to lose out on something. If, if, you, if what you're saying is right, not you, but the, the right. other people, if what you're saying is right, then then we're going to be the ones holding a bag. And the the great thing about the impact fee thing was that nothing bad happened. And when some of us kind of said, told you so, like someone's got to eat crow for this because they lied or were uninformed and decided to talk about it anyway, uh, we got screamed at and said we were bullies because we weren't letting people get away with lying. The difference now is if those same people are wrong again, there is no getting out. No one's being a bully when they scream about their property taxes. And like, you know, that's not some, you can't get out of that one. It's right. everyone's going to be suff- suffering. I mean, you know, suffering is a word that's yep. going to be extreme, but everyone's going to be unhappy and you can't say, Oh, you're all being bullies to me. Cause I was wrong. Right. Now you're just going to get called out on it and there's no excuse for, for the no. I, and, I, and I think like the three of us and a lot of other people were, you know, being very vocal online during the election to try to, like we were pointing out these things and trying to get the candidates who are running to say like, well, it just at least admit the reality exists and come out with a platform or a statement at least of like, what is your plan knowing these things are going to happen? And oh, I, I wanted them on a record so I can keep showing the, the screenshot of, say, of saying like, right. you promised me no property tax. Right. There is a property tax increase coming. Right. If, if we adopt a dumb zoning ordinance, there is a hundred percent a, a, uh, uh, a tax hike coming. Like, right. I mean, that's without question. Like that—that that is my impact fee moment when I yep. came out every single time and said we're not losing our impact fees. Like we will raise our property taxes if we don't do a good job with the zoning. Yep. Like a hundred percent. So it'll just be interesting and, to see where where it lands, because uh, I, I just I don't think that either one of them is as prepared to have that conversation day one as they've led people to believe. Like if they weren't willing to come come into the election campaign season with a plan already laid out, I highly doubt they're going to come into the first meeting with like a 10 point plan of like, here's why I'm going to vote against this type of zoning. And, and here are the ways that we're going to still solve this massive problem that is going to affect Nolensville for years to come. One thing we didn't, we, we kind of got close to it last episode or one of the last episodes. We didn't get all the way there though. And it, it was brought up to me. I think some of you might have seen it too. We talked about how you know they're going they're going to elect Haley Mayor or vote Haley Mayor. Right. We didn't talk about like what they might do with the planning commission 
and some of the other pieces hmm. and, and how that the planning commission could change. And so kind of leading off of what Chris, you just mentioned about just seeing what kind of plan they put in place. If they vote against this zoning ordinance, what are they going to say in its stead? Could they be sending it back to a planning commission that looks drastically different so they can get something that they really want? 100%. How great would it be? So like how, how great would it be that when Haley becomes mayor, she's, goes and says you know what we're not doing the whole you get you get a member like i pick it all you guys pick yeah. the boc member and then it's my like i i really like i wish i hope one day we get there to where the mayor of the town actually picks the pc because the the way it works now is this trash i try to pin pin down when when the election was happening i try to pin down the two the, the jessica and kate on who they were who they're gonna pick as their delegates and they you know they traditional answer like i haven't given it thought yet i'll like once i win i'll i'll evaluate i got scrap you already have you already have somebody in mind like yeah. i i wasn't even running a real race and i already had somebody in, in mind for you yeah. know who would who would amplify my thought process up there right because you you want that control if you're given that control you want that control so but i do hope that one day we go back to the original way or the state lawful way of the, the mayor picking the entire PC, and we elect mayors based on their ability to seat the PC with members that are qualified, mm -hmm. not somebody that's going to just run your agenda. Because that's what it is now. Like uh, every person, every BOC member that that uh, I think, with the exception of Lisa and Joe, I think they did a good job of sticking to people that were had experience in that area, but everybody else, even Derek Adams has stacked that PC with the members that they were allowed to put on there that did amplify their own agenda. Like, why wouldn't you? Sure, like if, yeah. if everything hinges on this recommendation body, like you have to get your voice up there, right? right? So. No, I, th I think you're right. And I I think what's, uh, what's a little scary to me is, so we thought that the current PC was political. Just simply by the fact that every BOC member got their own pick up there. Mm -hmm. right. And that was that was meant to try to avoid politics, but in in reality it actually created more politics. It's like a secondary because, BOC. Yeah, because you just had people up there that were basically just supporting their BOC mm -hmm. you know, person who picked them. It was sides. On it was a hundred those two sides. It was yeah. a side for smart well, growth and it was a side so for no growth. Even even if Haley uh becomes mayor and then, you know, just takes the power that's legally hers, but if she just decides to go back to kind of a strong mayor's like type of pick, um, obviously like it will become very political cause it'll be very one-sided, but also like, I don't know what we're calling the sides at this point, but like the side that is very smart anti and wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the, that the, uh, even if she doesn't do that though, it, it could you just still be, have three BOC exactly. members that her, are very anti-growth. Yep, you're gonna have but Kate and Jessica pick correct. their people. You're gonna end up with Tommy Duggar, uh, <laughs> Jason <laughs> Patrick we, on the planning committee. Uh, yeah, Tommy I, Duggar actually got asked to oh, be yeah? on the PC back when BN took over or BN took the the vote, and it was time to set up a new PC. I know that Tommy Duggar got asked. Yeah, I, I don't asked, think he I, has. I, I don't think he has the guts to do it actually, because hmm. you know if if he couldn't he. He was second behind uh, 
Larry Feltz as far as the amount of insane nonsense that came out of his mouth. No, when I don't being, know about that. Well, dude. well, since then, even though when he gets when he, when he's been doing these speeches, uh, public comments, oh yeah, that are just pure insanity. Remember yeah. the Bluetooth speaker that couldn't work? <laughs> yeah. uh, well, I, we can't figure out great. a Bluetooth speaker. So, so I'm just saying, <laughs> I don't know if he can handle the environment that that has the political environment that that now exists in the town, partially thanks to him. Sure. He, I don't know if he wants to stand up to that level of scrutiny again yeah. in this environment. It's one thing when it was supposedly eight to ten people complaining, yeah. and, and then an election happened. Now I don't. I, so I'm, I'm saying it tongue in cheek that he, he's going to end up there. But it also kind of wouldn't surprise me if he couldn't resist one more run at at being the the guy with a face with a, and a microphone. Uh, it's coming from a guy with a face and a microphone. Yeah, I, right I now. don't know. Like, it, <laughs> I, I definitely like agree with you that I think that there's enough connections there that, given who just won this election, that obviously like they had they had some of these key players from past governments involved. So it would make sense that it's kind of like a you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours, and this was like Tommy and Jason and maybe some other people's play to get to get back into a seat where they could have an opinion publicly. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately I think if that happened, like th- the internet in Nolansville would lose its freaking mind. Yeah, it would like, explode. like we would not know what to do with that. And that is a perfect segue yeah. to talk about where that would happen. Yep. Yep. We'll, we'll take a quick break for, to reset cameras, but I do want to say real quick, cause we have a minute left. Uh, for our for our show's sake, <laughs> I do kind of hope that happens. <laughs> yeah, <for sure. laughs> oh, dude! Yes, it would give us uh, so ample amounts of material. Like, personally, I'm to the point where I know nothing's gonna work. Like I've seen this movie before. Mm-hmm. I've logged on to this when this movie was playing uh, four years ago. I know that like I don't really care what happens in the zoning ordinance. I don't really care what happens <laughs> with the PC. Like I know it's gonna be a crap show for the next two years. Yeah. I'm here for it. I'm. Uh, <laughs> They can't screw it up because their entire game plan is to not do anything at all. Right. No, 100%. Don't, don't touch anything. Don't press any button. I'm like, all right. Then we'll, we pause for two That's why I love years. our new sign, the cheap seats, yeah. because like, I, I literally am going into this next session, so to speak, of or the next iteration of BOC as if we're sitting in the bleachers just like watching oh yeah it, like the most insane thing in the arena about yeah. this show is not going anywhere no. it's, this is not this is this wasn't just put together because of an election we've yep. got this is this is better for our show the yes. way the election turned out yes. so we're not going anywhere can't wait but we are going to go somewhere for a second right now and then we'll be right back all right we're back so uh as chris you mentioned uh people freaking out online that yes. <laughs> that that's a that was a perfect segue into kind of what we wanted to talk about today a little bit which is just i i i've I, this might be the the key phrase the number one thing i've said on this show so far in its life is i don't even know where to start <laughs> um you know the the online world here's the thing i i people are just people that's my opinion like i don't say anything online that i would not say to a person to their face and i think a lot of people assume and they project onto onto like me or other people to Mike. I know because of having the blog, um, and then Chris. I know some of the things you've said or been accused of saying or actually have said uh, <laughs> uh, that people project onto you that like you're doing that because you because maybe they wouldn't say the same things in person that they say online. Right? Maybe, uh, but I I don't I don't do that. 
Um, and so I know that, that there's a, you know, there's a couple of groups on Facebook. Of course, the four on one is like, how many, it's like 12,000 members. I mean, I think it's like 15 now. Yeah. Which, I mean, I know a ton of those people don't even live here anymore. So it's, or don't live here at all. Yeah. Right. So like it's, who knows how many well, people. It's impossible for them to all live here. There's 15,000 people here and like. Half of them are kids. Of kids right? <laughs> yeah. 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 I hope it's not packed with like first graders. I right. Mean. Yeah. But you know, we've, we've talked here and there on this show about reactions. I know we, we, I mean, we used social media. We used Facebook to our advantage when we did the better Nolansville stuff, mm-hmm. but you know, we, we've mentioned here and there reactions to things we've done or said, or, or, you know, the way that some candidates have used social media. Um, but there, there's a couple of pieces that I want to touch on. Um, one is just the idea, and this is maybe a good place for us to kind of start, is, is when people post things on Facebook into a group setting and immediately try to dictate how people respond to what they say. <laughs> um, that's that's one thing. So I post this thing, and then you say what you want to say about it, or you say what you want to say about it, and I say no, no, no. You you can't say that to me. Right. This is my post in a public forum. Yeah. Um, it's one thing, you know. I used to run I used to run ads for my own business on Facebook. I still do in my day job for another business, but um, I have the right to delete any comment I want on an ad. I'm paying right. for it. You know, I'm pay- the purpose of this is to promote something that's mine. I'm paying for it, so I have the right to. But when it comes to like me voluntarily saying something in a public forum and then being mad at everybody else for not liking what I said, that's a little bit much for me. Yeah, I agree. I think, and I, I guess just to like hone the context down, mm-hmm. like we're we're talking strictly here about Nolansville specific. Yeah. Um, social media. So I think we can limit that to what the 411, Nolansville community, like yeah, there's, a, there's a few outliers there. And the layer um, with that is just that you, the reason I think you say that partially is because these are people you might actually see in real life. Yeah. You're not just interacting with the people who, you know, yeah. love a band that you like or whatever. It's, 100%. it's, it's something, you know, you're, right. Okay. I, th- I think um, in my mind, all of these groups uh, were all set up and, and, designed with the intent to kind of be like a public town square so to speak like a um, bulletin board like yeah, one of those like like yeah. poles where you mm-hmm, uh, and it, and it kind of there there's a little bit of um you know just in nature how how people use them there's kind of like a twitter-ish um aspect to them where it's like people sharing information and like there's comments and you know some review-ish type of posts and things like that um I, th- I think to your point, though, Daniel, like what people don't seem to recognize. So like I consume Twitter. Mike, I know you're an avid Twitter Heck consumer. Yeah. <laughs> like Twitter's the Wild West. Like I think it, if yeah. like when you put stuff out there, uh, like you just have to know that it's like this is the world that you're putting it into. And there are people that are cut from one cloth that are very uh, – I don't, I don't want to use the word positive, but like, you know, just – don't necessarily engage in like debating and things like that. And then there are other people who are just, you know, more willing to like have an argument online. Well, and Twitter, like Twitter's that. a different animal because you get to be anonymous, mm-hmm. right? So Twitter, that's, that's the old internet. That's how the internet started. True. That's kind of the internet I grew up on. Yep. Is that if there's, there's the proper way to act and there is 
the internet way, the funny way. Like, it yeah. used to, I mean, it was well, it yeah. was funny, right? So yeah, like, yeah. I, I grew up on on Twitter, not like on Twitter, but like the, on the older internet with Reddit, Twitter, mm-hmm. like Barstool Sports. Like that was like single mic. With that, that's that's the way I consumed internet. What's funny to me on a four on one is that it four on one and community is a little bit different. The four on one is like who can out best somebody else right mm-hmm. so it's like the fun like i only i only engage in post on i have i have a very strict life code with the 401 i engage when i have an immediate one-liner that makes myself laugh out loud which happens a lot <laughs> like nobody makes me laugh harder than i do uh or if it's like a local political quasi-political issue like mm-hmm. i will never engage a county politics like a school district never engage on those never engage a national politics issue uh but uh i'll like obviously it's i'm on my feed and i read the majority of it and the the funniest things are like somebody will come up and it'll be the traditional small town post of like hey guys there's a cop on york and and uh and williams be careful and then like 15 people like you might have just killed somebody because he was driving <laughs> drunk and he was reading your post i'm like chill out yeah like it's the equivalent of flashing your high beams at somebody right. ahead of you like right. we don't have to virtue signal anybody it doesn't make you a better person because yep. you want a drunk driver to get caught everyone in town wants to catch every drunk driver yep and then it's it's like those posts are always the funniest to me and it, it encapsulates the four one so well it's because there there is there, there is like an entire section of people that want to be the most positive person in Nolensville and the most like loving person of Nolensville and they do so on the backs of like people like you and me like right. like well this 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 post is uncalled for can we stop talking about politics on the four one it's like why like I could like how is this how is the post about these candles going to change my life right as opposed to like me posting about a text rate like my text rate post is going to change your life if like it physically will cost you money oh man this I- this this bread that just came out like like that's nice <laughs> i like those posts like i will most likely i actually went out and got bread because i saw a post online but it's like how is that post like what the town wants instead of like uh, an informative post like hey there is a there there's an election coming up or there there is this thing that happened politically you should be aware of i do think that those posts do change and shape the way the town works mm-hmm. because as for as much as i would hate to I, or i hate to admit it the 401 is like a, a lobby floor like there is a lot of policy that gets made sure. in Nolensville based on the reactions on a 411 absolutely so like if if we all if we can all agree to that like it has to like you have to speak up when there's something of importance you know yeah. it can't always just be candles and bread i but, think i think the hilarious thing to me is so people um it seems to happen every election cycle. People get up in arms about how many political posts that there are, quote unquote. Like, you know, it's just like, oh, I can't ever go on the four and one without reading somebody up in arms about something with politics in Nolensville. And I always just laugh because it's just like, just scroll on by. Yeah. Like, like it's, it's just, literally as easy as just scrolling on your phone. If you don't want to see it, don't see it. It's not but, even a square of like the whole screen. It's not even like the full exactly screen. Just, like, but half but a screen. To Mike's point, it's like the reason that it has such an effect 
in Nolansville and has such an effect on policy and like the politicians pay attention to it and they, they almost treat it like a polling system right. is because whether or not people are up in arms and don't want to read the political stuff on there, they do mm-hmm. like they just don't want people just don't want to admit that they care about right. that stuff. But at, at the end of the day, the most entertaining stuff and the things that get by far the most likes, the most engagement on the four and one have to do with town politics of course debates things that are going on that and and yeah like i i think more people don't want to admit than want to admit how they love the trolls and like that's it's entertaining how how can you not love to get involved in the bait and just like watch it with a bowl of popcorn dude burke white and never have to actually comment or like on it but you have somebody saying what's going on in your head already burke white had a post that almost hit a thousand comments Mm -hmm. Like the like, so I love Burke White's like sub comments because he ratios pretty much everyone that he comments on. Right. So there'll be a post about like something random. He'll comment a joke, and then he like completely demolishes the ratio between his likes that he gets on his sub comment versus the original post. Yeah. Right. So like that's that's what the internet's supposed to be like. The internet is not supposed to be. A place where you go and you post a video of some kids stealing your Halloween candy bowl. Right. <laughs> like, that's what the Nolensville internet is. Right. That's not what the internet actually is. Like, the people that understand the internet, the meaning people in our age group, like, we see a post and it's like somebody, like, somebody sets out a bowl of candy on Halloween and there is a ring camera and, you know, obviously we've seen the videos, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody, like, some kid, some 14-year-old kid shows up, takes the, takes the ball and the candy and leaves and it's like can you imagine this happening it's like yeah dude like i was 14 years old like somebody <laughs> left out a bowl of snickers i'm taking a ball too like right that's what happened yeah. like the majority of people that participate on on the internet can relate to the kid yep but like the the knownsville internet is more so like the world's ending the right. world is ending. This is the millennial. This is mixed use development that's right on our borders. They're sending kids over here taking our Halloween candy. Like no, like the, we've all done it. This is and mixed use manifest. I think <laughs> yeah. apartments. This, in is, the flesh. this is this is this is all the Yankees from Chicago. I, I think <laughs> I I think part of what creates that. Um, and I don't think that this is specific to Nolansville, by the way. I think if you oh, were, no. if you were to go around to like most towns and look at like their HOAs. their four on one or whatever, like it, it ends up becoming this. But I personally, I think what creates this is it's like the foundation for it is set in the fact that it's a Facebook group, and so it's not it's not like a platform in and of itself. But the groups are set up with all these rules and conditions and things you have to follow. And so like personally and i'm going to say it on this show like i think that the 401 is like a very like communist regime in that it's like <laughs> like it's moderated and it's heavily moderated and the people who moderate it pick uh things based on how they feel about nolansville yeah like there is not there's not a fair moderating system to the 401 in my opinion mm-hmm. so um i can everyone sitting uh, here today i would agree with that have you have you all been moderated on the 401 before or like yeah, I've had posts deleted. I've had, I've had messages with the admin before where I'm like, "Why'd my post get taken down?" And there's no rhyme or reason. Um, I've Mike, seen posts, Mike, you've I've, had posts deleted, deleted before. Yeah. I've seen posts that 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 clearly violate a rule get left up, and Correct. it always seems to be the same people. Correct. Almost as if the moderator or moderators 
is friends, friends with, with those people. Yes. yes. Which, and that I, I actually do, so like I do I I do subscribe to the idea of like it's her page. Uh, she gets to run how she wants. I do subscribe to that, and I that's I started my own. Like I, the known insider is the place that I chose for there to be no rules on, on, on the knowns one there's only one there's there's a few rules and but they're just very common like i've blocked like three or four people mm-hmm. ever and, uh, and by blocking them that gets rid of all their comments it was a guy that was super racist like he le- like legitimately said at one of the comments that finally broke the camel's back was like he moved out of Nolensville and he was referencing why he moved out of Nolensville is because there was like a person of color on the street and his neighbors mm. didn't like seek their docs on him. I'm like, oh, you're yeah. done. Like, wow. I don't want this. I don't want this crap on my page. Yeah. Uh, like I deleted him. He like called a really good friend of mine, uh, the C word and then belittled her at mama Java's. So I was like, yeah, I'm not dealing with this. Uh, and then there was a lady from Brentwood that was just like beyond trolling and like I knew that I was going to gain favor with my wife or I blocked her so I blocked her <laughs> and then her BFF like for like that was a troll block it was like yeah well your friend got blocked you get the block too I don't so I don't necessarily think we disagree that like people should be able to control their own pages but I do think it's it's different so like the Nolansville Insider is a page right like you set that up as a persona and it was really like a place to host like your blogs and then the commentary right. would be, you know, directly related. You were trying to start conversations online directly related to what you were writing about. Nolan's a four one is a group. And so like inherently there's this kind of like open ended um, town square feel that it was designed to have. When you call something the four one one, it it's supposed to be everything that encapsulates this town that it's associated with. But you're speaking as a 35 year old person that is for aware sure. of the internet, right? For sure. But when, like, I mean, so for instance, like when you put restrictions on whether or not you can review a local restaurant, right, in a community, it's like, okay, so now I have to go to a different app to this write is not this the review. This is literally the like, opposite of what 411 is. Like, like I can go write this review on Yelp. It's going to have the same detrimental effect as Probably if I write it on so, the 411. Yelp, like, Yelp is, shows up a lot more well, than 411. What you're, what you're saying is like they could they could just put the, the rules be, I run this page, I do what I want. Just make that the rules. Yeah. And then, well, that's and then, my rule. I mean, I'm saying, then, and then you don't have to explain it. Correct. Or have, but, but when you publish rules and then you randomly decide to enforce them, yes. you make yourself actually responsible for whatever you choose to leave up. Yeah. That's 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 like the uh, the uh, internet, the whole, there was the whole open like internet thing yeah. that happened where all these like YouTube and stuff, they didn't want to be responsible for stuff they failed to moderate appropriately. Right. right. And there, there actually was a law passed where it said, all right, fine. Like you're good. as long as you're doing your best, like right. you can't make someone responsible if they missed something. But in a smaller like microcosm, that's what's happening on the four one one. Yeah. If you publish all these rules and then selectively enforce them, you are actually inherently endorsing everything you leave up. Correct. Yeah. I I, I just I think you you touched on a really good point, which is like the lack of clarity on enforcement. Sure. And so like if you're going to publish a list of rules but then just arbitrarily enforce them as you see fit. That's where I get, that's where the communist comment comes from is it's like, okay, well like it kind of feels like you're just picking winners and losers instead of like this being like a free uh, community economy, so to speak, where we can all socially exist and share our opinions, good or bad, like strong or soft 
and at any level about any topic. Well, so, I mean, for instance, like I, I, I had a post deleted simply because the moder the admin just didn't want polls being posted anymore, and she can't she can't limit um, your ability to still post a poll because it's a Facebook feature. So <laughs> she just she just told me. I don't want polls anymore and I'll delete every single one. Well, and, but the poll was like a legitimate poll. Like no, there, was I was, nothing, there was nothing like that negative about how it. How many it was, apartments do you want to know? She just didn't like that most of the people were voting uh, on the poll uh, like in favor of something that she wasn't supportive of. Right. Well, it's it's uh 411 is the land of virtue signaling like you already said and pearl clutching. That's the two things oh, pearl that happen. That's a good one. Yeah. But I will say that like both of those things like I metaphorically speaking in my mind what that is is like when you get ready to write something on on that specifically on 411, it's almost like the person writing it has like a big like wheelbarrow full of bricks. And it's like you have a choice here. Like you can build you can build something up here with what you're going to say. And Every single time the virtue signalers and the pearl clutchers post something, what they decide to do is say, look, I'm going to build this staircase for me to get up a little higher. And it's a good thing because, look, it's going to inspire everybody else to build their own staircase and they can all go higher. But what they don't acknowledge is that you actually could do something a little bit less attractive and build a staircase that's a little that it's a little bit wider and lets everybody step up a little bit more and elevates the whole conversation. That actually is another choice you can make with those same bricks. 100%. What you decided to do was, I'm going to make this really narrow one just for me that gets me a really high, and I'm going to inspire everybody that they can do the same for themselves, as opposed to just contributing and saying. I'm not going to have as much of an impact because people will might think of this being as, as being unsavory. Right. But I'm going to make a wider, smaller, shorter staircase that everybody can we can we can keep moving the conversation along a little bit at the detriment of of everyone's personal opinion of me a little bit. And that's I think at least in some places the three of us are not afraid of doing that. Mm-hmm. Being a little bit of like the uh, the pearl clutchers would call us bullies, but it's like come on, like you're doing like you're Grow up, like that's. I mean, yeah. that's all it is. It's yeah. It's, I, 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 have, I, I, I have a question for ahead. you guys, though. So, just to prove my, just to just to prove like the concept here, like what are some of the most memorable four one posts? Like the ones that like you go back and you're like, yeah, this this is a good one. Like this was two days of awesome group text. I, I mean, might have to ponder on it for a minute. I mean, I've just said uh, I would just go back to the Nolies and just look at the the, the Nolies were fun. Uh, so. Uh, f- some of the noise got actually turned down, which is even funner. Like the back, the back side of that was even funner. I handed out some noise that got rejected. Oh, really? Like, they didn't want to have the award. I don't want this. This is too negative. I want <laughs> I, this award is too negative. Uh, mine, probably, I, I, again, Burke White. That noise, that noise ordinance. It was basically like a thousand comments talking crap about the government. Like the government's in the government's full of idiots. They're trying to regulate noise, and they they put in. Phonographs into his ordinance. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember SignGate? Like never, yeah. never hashtag never yeah. forget SignGate. <laughs> sign like they, they like somebody. I think I think it was back when I think Jimmy told the public works director to go pick the signs for a new build out in the ground, uh-huh, uh-huh. and he like got somebody that was like a part timer on a weekend picked out all the Nolensville graduation signs out of the ground. Yep, like, that, that's funny. That's not positive. Like we're dogging on the government for like a solid weekend. 
Uh, I, I have a self-deprecating one that was pretty good uh, recently. Recently? Oh, yeah. So I, I <laughs> full disclosure, I had mowed my lawn in a little bit and uh, was getting in my car to drive to work one morning and was like, oh, like this, I mean, this is personally what I think the 411 is great for. It's just like you need something in town. You can get a bunch of people. It's quicker than Google. Mm-hmm. You can get a bunch of recommendations super quick. Well, it's not quicker than Google. It's a better representation of the, it, the market be- than well, Google. Well, it, it requires zero effort right. for you to get results. Like you just you just type a question in and then people will give you all the right. best reviewed stuff. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I get in my car, quickly type into 411. What I, what, or I think I type is, are there, is there anybody mowing out in Nolensville today? I need my lawn cut and drive 30 minutes into the city, get to my office and look down at my phone. And I have a text from lo and behold, Mike, uh, (laughs) just saying like, check your post, dude, it's blowing up. Didn't know that my autocorrect had gone off and I actually typed, is there anybody moaning out in (laughs) Nolensville today? (laughs) And 200 comments later 200 comments <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh it, and, and, and i i wrote a quick edit like definitely not editing this because the comments are too funny was just amazing that is like to in my book that is like the what nolan's before one should be though yeah. is like just people posting for things leave it up even if it's like hilariously like inappropriate and let and let the comments ride like however it goes um i think another I guess my favorite post ever uh, was during BN, like the Jason Patrick texts. Oh yeah. Such well, I mean, I will get. Barry. Not, oh yeah, I went a different way on that one. I mine was. <laughs> oh. Mine was the Jason Patrick uh, impact fee. Yeah. Uh, post that was awesome. Oh, that was really great too. I think a lot of the posts during Better Nolansville were pretty clutch. Yeah. I'll never forget when I. <laughs> I can mute those out. Maybe. Great. We'll see. Uh, I'll, I'll remember, <laughs> just, I remember. Ruin a whole, just ruin a whole yeah. half an hour of podcasting. Yeah. No, uh, I remember I remember getting, getting like, I literally like, you know, we were doing better knowledgeable stuff and I'm like commenting on things or whatever and then, then like getting somebody who just like had a bone to pick with me and like could not understand that like I wasn't actually living on Facebook. Like I, I do like type something and like then go do something else for a while. Right. And it was like, it was like someone being like, oh, you're, you're you're too scared. You're too scared to reply oh, yeah. now. It's like, I remember that. It's like you I, beat I, up, dude. I literally went to mow my lawn. Like I went outside and mowed the lawn. I'm, Did I you mow or moan it? I mowed my I mowed my lawn. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but it's like people. It's it's just a weird world. But like it. The funny thing is, your opinion about whether or not somebody's a bully or negative or mean or whatever it is always depends on whether or not you agree with them has nothing to do with actually what they're saying Mm -hmm. you won't say someone's being a bully if you agree with them it's a weird thing you know that's that's the pearl clutching it's oh my gosh look at how you know it it, i can't stand any of it i don't want to i don't want to hear about if you're if you actually i I take this back i was going to say i don't want to hear about the great food you had at such a restaurant i actually do want to hear that because like i've again like i've gone and like that's great i'll i'll like it and i'll go do it but like I also want to hear if you had a terrible experience, you know, somewhere. Well, yeah, I was gonna. I'm, I'm so I was gonna ask that. Like, I'm I mean, kind of torn on that. We so the, we get those con- like the comments come up all the time of like why well, like why wouldn't you just approach the business personally if you if yeah. this happened? Like, 
How do you guys feel about that? I'm kind torn of on that because, like, I I do believe that I do believe in the ability to speak your mind when you were wronged. Uh, it's too personal for me because I know a lot of business owners here. Like you were a business owner. If somebody sure. dogged on Milk Creek Brewery, like screwing them over, I would have been like, "Screw you, dude! Get off the internet!" Like I know the guy. Like I, I, I know, I know the guy that that runs Birdies. Me and me and Loretta. Like if somebody dogged on him, I'm like, "No, the guy is great. He literally delivered a free meal to my house when my kid was born." Mm-hmm. Like, like no, like he might have he might have missed an order. Right, he like out of the three hundred orders that week, he screwed one up. Like he's still, you know, he, that's still Hall of Fame numbers in my book, right? So like, I'm torn on that. I, it's one of those things where I just don't have a right answer. Like I want to know, like so I like there was a mechanic in town that like literally screwed me over, like to the point where like I needed to put a brand new engine in my car. Like I would, I would have loved to know that ahead of time. Like be right. like. Warning, this mechanic's not good in this job. Don't go there. Uh, but at the same time, like I don't want somebody that I do care for that does do a good job majority of the time getting hit because they missed one out of a thousand. Right. Well, I will say, like, you know, I run, I run, I do marketing for a company that has over a hundred franchise locations. And so we get negative reviews locally all the time. The thing about it is, the, the way around that and the reason why I say I'm fine, I want to hear about the negative experience is because you know how you fix that as a business owner? You reply to it because you're either a shady business owner and you don't actually think you, you don't want people to know you did it and you are terrible and everything or you made an honest mistake and you can admit to it and that actually looks good on you too. There's yeah. not a situation where you reply as a business owner where it's a bad thing. Yeah, I, I actually agree with this and this is why I think like four and one in places should allow it is because if somebody's that pissed off and all they do is go to the store that has zero social impact or marketing play for the store. If they go on four and one though, and they post a bad review and the, and the store owner or the business owner actually comes and responds directly to it. Now you have the whole town seeing that, Hey, like, okay, me and Loretta's owner is a great guy is very active on the four and one. If somebody posts a bad review, guess what? He's probably going to come and comment and try and make it right. And that has point. far more yeah. social cred and does more for the business than just, hey, we'll come in here and let's like hide this and pretend it never happened and right. we'll make it right for you. All right, we're back real quick from a break. Uh, so I, I just wanted to mention one thing that I've never said publicly is, you know, we talked about replying to reviews and those kind of things and how that is actually better. I've, I've had, no joke, it hasn't happened since they moved to the new location, but uh, when I used to go to Martin's more times than not by a large majority they get something wrong in my order my to go order hmm. um and <laughs> i I, I, got a, I i got a story yeah go <laughs> so i but I, but i still go there right i, I didn't yeah. i didn't stop going there because of that because every time i said hey you messed this up they fix it so like the the experience is the same as like posting something online like if i had like just left and gone home and be like oh these guys are terrible they were terrible at running their business I guarantee you if they had seen that online, they would have done the same thing they did in person, which is, oh, man, like, we missed it. Sorry about that. Like, we'll fix it for you. Or if we can't fix it right now, we'll fix it for you next time. We'll, do, we'll, make, it, we'll make it right. And so it's never a bad thing. But if you don't allow people to post those things, you actually don't allow the businesses to show everybody. Because no one's per- – like, 
the idea of like a business being perfect, but also operating perfectly in secret is just like insane to me. Yeah. So like, why don't you just let those negative things fly and then let the businesses that are upright and deserve business to stand up and, and, and show how they fix those things. I know you've got something to say about that, Mike, uh, but <laughs> I've also got another thing that came up this week on social media. So I'll, I'll bring that up after you, you tell me. No, it was, it was just a, like, so when I bought my new home, we had a housewarming and uh, my realtor uh, like hooked us up with like a housewarming uh, catering and then we chose Martin's. They didn't screw anything up. I screwed up. I left the lid open on the pulled pork <laughs> and it spilled. My car to this day smells like pulled pork. It's so bad. It is so I mean, bad. I could go either way on that. Like that's either a <laughs> no, blessing or like, it's really it's really nice for like a day or two. And then you get and sick then, of it. No, no, and then it spoils. Oh. Then, oh. <laughs> I had a buddy who delivered pizzas in college and, yeah. and his his car never didn't smell like pizza until he got rid of it. And it was not a good smell. You know, it's but at least it's thing. fresh pizzas every day. So before right. before you jump in, uh because I, I want to touch on one thing that you were kind of hinting at. Sure. And I probably have the harshest angle out of the three of this on this, but I, I don't know. Like, we'll, Did you we'll ever see. get a bad review on a 401? Yeah. No, for sure. And like, we just addressed it and like, hey, like, I, I don't even remember what it was. Um, I, actually, I probably didn't address it. Uh, your wife, Liz, mm-hmm. probably is the one who addressed it. But like, I mean, our stance was always like, okay, if somebody complains online, like, we'll comment and be like, come back we'll make it right yeah like if we screwed up and like you know overcharged you cool come back let's figure it out like we'll probably give you a free t-shirt or you guys held on to my beer you guys held on to my amex for like three weeks one time oh well <laughs> i got it back though you should have written written us up on the 411 right, yeah. we would have reacted a lot quicker <laughs> got it, one day you would have got it back um no but i like i'm curious to see where you guys land on this because part of this is maybe my politics a little bit and just like being more right leaning like free market like things should just like operate and we should just let whatever happens happen but personally uh and i'm not going to name names in saying this but like i think that um there are a lot of really terrible businesses in nolensville both like concepts and also poorly operated and because nolensville is the size it is and we have this kind of economic uh, abnormality in that there isn't a whole lot of competition. Um, bad businesses survive because they don't actually have to ever raise their game. And so this, I think this kind of is where, in my opinion, this is where like the don't post negative reviews on the 401 comes from is like, people are so worried that like our small local businesses are going to close. Like if they get one bad review, it's just going to be crippling. And my personal answer is, I understand that there's the caveat of like any business has problems. There are always issues. Things go wrong. You can't control for everything. But the way that you avoid negative reviews is you run your business really well or you create a really like great product or a great service that people really want and it overshadows the bad reviews. And I personally just don't think that Nolensville's economy has that right now because we have a lot of businesses that... um, are, are do a great job and then we have a lot of them that just survive because you don't have another option but like you're you're gonna go shop at that one business because where else are you gonna go get but don't, so i i do agree with that i do agree that there is businesses around 
that are there because there's just no competition or to like kind of what you said but i there is a part of me that feels really really bad for businesses because of the market that we're in like we're like they're paying like 30 to 40 dollars a square foot because they're in Nolensville. i don't see like, and i don't feel bad for them because Look, if you and I, I can say this because I've lived on the mountain and the valley of the entrepreneurial life yeah. uh, here in Nolensville too. And like, if you take the risk, I'm not saying that you should be penalized ever for taking the risk. But if you take the risk and it just doesn't work out, like, I mean, that's what you signed up for. That's not anybody's problem or fault. Like, like if if you studied Nolensville and said, I think my business is going to do great here, and it tanks, well, that's on you. That's on you for like not realizing that like maybe your product or service wasn't a match with the market or whatever. But I mean, I, I just think that sometimes people on and bring it back to like four one one and stuff. Like yeah. I think people online sometimes just worry far too much about like crippling our economy or like like we're gonna close a local business if there's a bad review that gets out there or whatever. Like the the reality is if that business were to close, we might actually get something better. And so like, I just, I'm a hard believer in like the free market and how it operates. And so like if, if some businesses were to close because they really do have bad service and they just never do anything about it, I'm looking at you subway. Um, (laughs) like what would be the problem with that? Who who cares if like, who cares if our subway closed? We would maybe we'll we get, get another one. Maybe we'd we'll, get a Jimmy John's. No, we'll get Wouldn't another, that be awesome? We would get another subway. Or like, uh, <laughs> and it's not them specifically, but it's like, who cares if X and X business were to close? We would then have an open spot where another business could come in, and maybe it would be a better fit, and would be, you know, something that everybody would enjoy a lot more. The, the only thing that I, the only, the only thing that I would add to that uh, would be that I there is a pretty significant part of me that kind of. Is is disappointed with how how everyone that's kind of promoting these businesses and these business owners are such noodles. Like, and I'll I'll clarify. Did you say noodles? They're just it's very <laughs> like they're noodles. So like so if, if, so. I'll, so many great ideas for episode names. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll give you an example. Like let's say like I, I let's say I'm running uh, send noodles. Let, let's say I'm running a let's say I'm running anything like pick something like I, I'm terrified to pick something because people are going to tie it to me talking crap about whatever I list be it coffee subs pizza I, anything I'd want the context to be that you own a knickknack store yes like, no, Nick, like, local knickknacks or coffee so, coffee's fine with me right so like let's let, let's say let's say <laughs> I own, strongly about let's that. say I own a coffee sh- coffee shop and then let me go on and make sure that everybody understands that I'm not talking about Mama's Java or I'm not talking about Just Love I'm not talking about any of the biz- current coffee shops I'm doing this as an, as an I example. Will. I will. Like me, me, Mike Lushek, the Nolensville Insider, I would be promoting, I would be lobbying, lobbying every single chance I get for mixed use. Get me more people mm. here. Like every soul that lives here, that drives through here, is a potential customer. Yep. And we have business owners that are like, I can't get political. And we've seen that throughout old Boma when we like you were one of them like you weren't a noodle but you were right. saying like you were saying i can't get involved because there's gonna be re- repercussions yep. to my business and there's still that sentiment where business owners know what they need they need more people they need more foot traffic they need just better connection 
uh, throughout neighborhoods and stuff like that to drive that no, foot traffic. No, you, you're 100% Mike, right, Mike. So, like, the best coffee shop in town is Cornell Brothers. We can argue about this another day. No, I mean, that's on our, I, that's, I, really, that's pretty... That's I wouldn't argue with one. you, I don't I, think. I think it yeah. is the best coffee shop in town, and yeah. it literally exists inside, like, three other shops. It's the, like... That, is they, it, is that it, spot is awesome, by is the way. Is it the that, juice place? That, is, that's probably, is that's it, my favorite. That's my favorite business... Uh, and it's not nothing to do with the three of them except Cornell is pretty but, pretty good. But my point is like if we had a village, Cornell could survive on its own. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. It's just it has to, that kind of concept with like higher priced coffee and everything like that, like it has to exist in a space where you have walkability and lots of people around and it. And not not a three to 5,000 square foot Correct. building. They need 1,000 square but feet. But like the reason it works where it. it is is because it gets the foot traffic of Oh My Chives and, and the yeah. Juice Place. And so there's kind of a built-in mixed use uh, so I've never, within Oh My Chives. I've, ne- I've never met the person that owns Oh My Chives. I have absolutely zero connection to them. That's the smartest business owner of all known so by far. This this is this is somebody that, that secured a strip mall bay and they, the only mixed use development we have and then they went mm, too much space for me. Let me subsidize it with two other businesses yes. that completely so complement complement what I'm doing. I will, say, I will doing. say, great entrepreneur from the stance of she made a very early pivot. Yeah, which is like the key any entrepreneur should ever I, make. I know is, her, and she's young, and yes. she she will do whatever it takes to. But to I mean, she, she 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 went in with it. the dream of I want to open all my chives. It's going to be the whole space. It's going to be this concept, and then very quickly realized, you know what? Like maybe I'm too soon. Nolansville's not ready for this. I don't know what the reasons were. Obviously, tracking. the numbers didn't work out, and so how can I still make this work? Because I'm on yeah. the hook for it all. Brilliant but move. The, the idea that I can go in there and get something that's organic and fresh, get yeah. a cup of coffee and a smoothie for my kids, and it's three different businesses. Oh, and every and time I go in there, day, it is just yeah. like popping. Yeah. Like it is so big. That's what a village is. That's what I know. You go in there, and then you go sit outside, and you had three different, you visited three different businesses without even knowing it. You're sitting outside, and there's traffic going by you. You're enjoying good. That's what a village is. Yep. So I know you brought this up thinking you were kind of like preventing me from moving on to what I want to talk about. But this is actually. <laughs> Actually, exactly what I was trying to bring Perfect. up anyway. Good segue. Which, which is, which is, uh, you know, uh, Derek Adams posted a few days ago on on the four one one about how it was the the um, whatever that is the Hill Center, whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. The one it was empty on Black Friday. Oh, was that the Rob Varel chair? Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it was yeah, like yeah. it was. Oh yeah, yeah, and it was like parking uh, regs. Yeah, yeah, and it was like <laughs> uh, chairman of the PC is like for full transparency. You, what day of the week was it? How many businesses chose chose to be home with their families instead? It's like, how many of the things did you just list that are not directly reflective of how well you run your business as a business owner? Right. Like, great. All of those things could be true and make you win the argument, but all of those things point to someone who doesn't run you okay great you were closed on the busiest shopping hey, day of the year so we're, 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 we're so were the food places closed in cool springs on friday exactly right. Open. right it's it's just like in in the whole thing about like you know this this is back around to uh, you know i don't want to rehash an, a thing we already kind of dealt with but like uh the name of our podcast versus a local business like like you had eight or ten years supposedly to develop your brand in this local marketplace, and and now all of a sudden you think a little upstart podcast is a threat to you. Does that say more about us or about what you've done in this business? Right. I'm not trying to call them out specifically, but like in general, like 
Every single thing people complain about about businesses, uh, like large businesses, coffee is a great example. What do people complain about about Starbucks? The number one thing is uh, that that the, the taste of the coffee is burnt. Why do they do that? It's because they're a large business, and the only way you can get consistency in coffee is by roasting it to a point where you can't tell a difference between different batches of beans right. because that's how you get the, the consistent product. Yep. You need that for a large-scale business. That is by nature something that happens with a large business. So as a small business, it should be no problem for you to actually beat them at the things that people complain about a large business. So any business here in Nolensville that's not doing well should be doing better than a large business that does the same thing that they do. And if you're not doing that, it's not somebody else's fault. It is not some virtue signaler's job to say, well, maybe we should all just shop local. It's like, no, I'm going to shop local if they're better than the big business. Yeah, and if they're not, it's not, it's not my civic duty to go buy some crappy product from somebody who's not doing a good job. Yep, I went to Mill Creek because I liked the beer better than I liked the beer I got anywhere else. Yep, it, I go to Cornell Brothers and I go to Itty Bitty Donuts because their coffee is better in my opinion than the other two coffee shops in town. And if you like the other two coffee shops, great. But like, if you don't. Like it's not your job. It's not my civic duty to go support Mama's Java because I think they're because I don't think that coffee should be brewed with whiskey flavor in the beans. <laughs> hey, hey, that's just me. Good. I'm just good. yeah, but like it's not like I, I went one day. There was a when they were the only coffee shop in town. I actually went to Sonic first on I think it was Thanksgiving morning. I ran out of beans at my house. I went or something like that. It was Black Friday years ago. I went to Sonic first and they were closed on that morning. Yep. And I went to Mama's Java and I went to the drive-thru and they asked me, well, what kind of black coffee do you... I wanted black coffee. And I was like, what do you mean? And they said, well, do you want the chocolate-flavored black coffee? The whisk?" And I was like... I literally said, I got to go. And I didn't... I, I left. <laughs> I, really like I just to, wanted coffee. I, yeah. And like... And so... But, but other people like that. But it's yeah, not right, my job right. to go buy it from them right. if I hate it. It's not my job to go to, to, to buy a candle if I don't want a candle. Yep. It's not my job to go buy a, a Nolensville souvenir if I don't want a Nolensville souvenir from right. the eight places that sell Nolensville <laughs> souvenirs. Run your business better. No, no one I, made you run a business. I That's 100% agree with Which, you. By the way, I'm betraying all of my liberal ideology by saying all of this. But like, I do also believe as an entrepreneur that like, it's Look your job. Look at you capitalism. Well, I know, so, right? Okay. What's wrong with me? I'm so <laughs> You little capitalist. <laughs> you. You, you, and I, you and I both work in marketing yeah. and like... I think the thing that frustrates me the most about the majority of Nolensville businesses is one, the lack of marketing. Like we have like, we're inundated with businesses that have like the, the field of dreams model, which is right. like, if you build it, they will come. And frankly, they get away with it in Nolensville. That's the point I was making before mm -hmm. because it's, it's pretty much if you open, like you're bound to be somewhat successful in Nolensville mm. to, for the most part. That's what I, but, I think. But the, so like we're I, both friends with Wade who owns me and Loretta's formerly birdies and also another brilliant entrepreneur. Like, you know, good marketer. Hey, yes, great marketer. How often is he on the 401 or anywhere promoting himself exactly. in a Every fun day. way that people Every, right, Every right. Day. But I mean, even even doing that at birdies, like he still read the writing on the wall and was like, look, there's no lunch crowd. So if I'm not open for dinner and I'm only doing breakfast and lunch, like, oh, crap. Like, nobody li nobody stays in Nolensville during the day or orders lunch. Or if they do, they're like contractors or every, Sonic, you know. COVID's over. Maybe Everybody Martins. went back downtown. Right. right. So, like, 
brilliant move of his to like switch to like I'm gonna just do a really heavy like dinner thing and like change up the menu and the concept and stuff like that. But even so, he's still marketing the crap out of it. He's mm-hmm. still like getting the name out there. And he even like, parked he partnered with Nate, the beard and baker. Right. Yeah. That was perfect. I mean, but that- like to his credit, like he also like name name another business in Nolansville um outside of the brewery that won like a Wilco award for anything. Yeah. Like Birdie's won best new restaurant, right? Because like he did a great job of getting the name out there. I mean, it doesn't mean that like people don't know the names of all the other local businesses. You do, but like Okay, like we all knew that there was a well, we knew that at some point that there was a, a store called Small Town Charm. Guess what? I've never freaking been in the place though. Like, you know, and I bet you a lot of people in Nolensville could say the same thing about most of the local businesses here. You've never, you've never seen a more aggressive socialist than a conservative who's trying to virtue signal on the four one one about small business. Yeah, one hundred percent. Great that, point. That's what it is. It's we all you 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 were a free market capitalist, bleeding red conservative until it means you get a chance to score some social points with everybody online yep. about how we all need to support small business. Yep. No, I, I mean I the sentiment is good. The virtual signaling is I can do it out. So like you you've made a great point. It's like I will support local. I I would love nothing more to do all my business. Within Nolansville city limits, me too. Like right. I would, I want to buy my groceries here. I, I want to spend every dollar that I spend. I want to spend inside of Nolansville. Like I'll forego the convenience of Amazon. Yep. I'll forego like the 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 variety of product like Walmart, and then I will shop local. I will go to Ace Hardware. I will go to get coffee locally. Like, just give give me the options. Give me give me the really good options and and perform that service. At the very least, as well as people outside of town limit. But I think the point that we're all driving at at the end of the day is there's this mentality, and it's like a fear mongering tactic that happens online, which is that like if you trash a business for doing a bad job, or that if a business just like is not like succeeding, that that somehow like local citizens fault like we didn't shop local enough or like they got a bad review and that's really what took them down and 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 so like the thought process there is that like well if the business goes out of business like all like we're not going to have another business then like or it's a failure of our of our citizenry but like the truth is again if if a business goes under in nolensville like commercial real estate is so hard to find here because it just doesn't exist everything's filled and it's so expensive but if a business goes out of business here there's going to be another one that is already lined up ready to go like unless uh, tommy duggar's selling the land (laughs) sorry pony express right like pony express is great that's one of my favorite businesses in town and what was the business that was there before no clue yeah exactly i have no clue. like it wasn't worth writing home about and so it closed and guess what happened in the free market another business came in and has done a good job promoting themselves and is providing great service and so people are telling their friends and there's this organic growth happening and that business will be successful because that's how it works i don't i don't mind plugging great businesses pony express so i i've recently started my own business Mm -hmm. right a real estate company like i had to depend on getting a lot of like printed products like business cards flyers all that like all i do all i have to do is call them send them a PDF, it's ready within an hour, 
And not only that, they have like a coffee shop bakery thing right there, like inside of that place. Yeah. They're not only are they super super capable of like meeting all my needs, but they're also like super helpful with like helping me figure out what my needs actually are. They like I was doing an open house uh, a couple of weeks ago and I like my wife uh like uh, emailed them a flyer and they're, they're like, "Well, if it's for an open house, you probably like you want to do a heavier stock paper." Like yeah, like I didn't even think of that. I was made, gonna made the recommendation, like, right? And and one like also a smart business owner because that costs more. So. Right? I'll, yeah, it was like well, <laughs> seven times. More. I went there. I went the first time I ever went there. She, I had to do some stuff for my for my work, um, and we had a FedEx account, and she had just opened. It's so, like she didn't even know exactly how to do it all, and she was like, "Hey, if you want to log in, like here's a computer. Jump behind the jump behind the counter here, yeah. and log in." And I yeah. did, and like. Printed out the labels I needed to to get some stuff because I because I was you know it wasn't any different from for me from doing it with her versus somebody else yep. but it was local so I did it and then while I was there and getting the things printed out she's like hey can I make you coffee because it was the first time she's right. like, I'm gonna make you something this time and it was really good and you know I I'm, I'm that thinking, coffee so, is pretty good yeah they make chai there too and right and yeah. so I was like you know if nothing else like from like the marketing perspective I had like I'm like I respect. The hustle, yeah, you know, in a good way. It's like you, you made me as a customer. Number one, find a way to make it where your business could fulfill my needs, even if you didn't know how to do it. You made it where I was like, hey, here's my computer. You just, just do, do it, do, yeah. do your thing, yeah. <laughs> and then, and then while I was working, she's like, I'm gonna make you a coffee. What do you want? And she, and she gave me something. Um, and so, yeah, I, I have no problem with local business when it's somebody like that that's, or somebody that's like a, Wade. That's a, that's, a, that's a that's Pony Express is a really good. That's my sleeping horse. Like they're probably the best rent business in town, and that's not a knock on a good rent business in town. That's Pony Express is a very like that lady. I think she brought the first ever Amazon Dropbox to Nolansville. Like oh, yeah. they, they have the Amazon Drop. Like that's what you do. Like you you're a place that prints and mails things. Like why wouldn't you have an Amazon Dropbox thing? Like that like that. Like I'm, I don't have to be forced or not forced, but reminded to shop to shop locally. Like tomorrow or today, yesterday was shop small Saturday. Mm-hmm. Like I don't have to be reminded to go to Pony Express. I'm going to Pony Express every time I have a Pony Express need. Yeah. Right. So, well, and I, I think, I mean, bring this full circle onto like the social discussion and things like that. Like I think that people just have people freak out online. Because they're afraid that like our local economy is somehow going to collapse if we don't shop local, and so people, you know, that that's where the virtue signaling and like mm-hmm. the call outs against negative reviews and stuff. Come I think from. that's cheap like. There's a there's there's an aspect of that with cheap likes too. Yeah, no, for like, sure. Hey guys, let's all hug and, and love each other and uh, shower me shower me with my thirty one love reactions. Yeah, like I I think there there is an aspect of that too. I can't believe you haven't plugged in your favorite candle shop yet. I mean, like it's because we don't have a candle handy. Here. Yeah, we had we're a candle. Not, we had a candle. We're not when a studio we filmed B tonight, Studio B so. had the candle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was uh, Studio C. Studio B was. The I love apartment. a good. Oh, that's true. I love a good fifty dollar candle. Like it's one. That's that's my only knock against Nella Moon is like they're just really expensive. So that's what I said. Like, really hoping we get like a promo out of this where we. Get, like, I, I told you like, one candle a month for a Nella shout Moon, out or give something. Give us a promo code. We can share with with everybody. Oh yeah, that would be great. And then everyone gets a discount. We get a discount, but they get a discount too. Yeah. 
Nellamoon.com backslash Chris. Yeah. I thought promo codes was just I'm getting ra- I'm getting rained with dollar bills. Maybe. No, well, no. <laughs> I, I do think since we're on the topic of like local economy and stuff, like um, I, I, we, we don't have in our economy a variety of shops, right? Like we have a lot of, if you look at it and kind of boil it down, we have a lot of the same things. We and have four coffee shops. I know. That's awesome. In a town. If <laughs> you count, if you count Pony Express. I know. Five. I know. Five, but yeah. see, like there's this thought process that I think that comes out on four and one and stuff. That's like, Oh, like, you know, like we have to support all the businesses or they're going to go under. And if they go, like if one goes under, we're never going to get something like, that's just not how it works. Like, like we have four coffee shops. They're competing, they're competing with each other and they're all doing fine. Mm -hmm. You got to, you got to up your caffeine intake, dude. Four coffees a day. I mean, how many knickknack shops do we have? Way too many. How many antique stores do we have? Way too many. So like, I do think that there's, (laughs) there's an opportunity for more variety to -hmm. come into Nolansville. And I think people are definitely like open to that. But, well, you know, time yeah. will tell. But kind of like to pull it back to what I was kind of bringing up with the whole, oh, for transparency, tell me about this or that. Number one, you're in the planning commission. Number two, you're in the planning commission that approved that strip mall development yeah. full of businesses <laughs> that, made, that made maybe so, poor hey, decisions. You, you wanna hear, so we have 32 seconds. You want to well, hear, hear a funny story? We're going to have to come back anyway. So give me your story now. So or? I, I'm on the BZA yeah. primarily because the, the, the BZA approved a smoke shop or no pond store mm-hmm. across the street from town town hall. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So I was like, when I found that out, I was I, I emailed Joe Miller. I'm like, hey. There's an opening on a BZA. Please let me have it. I will never allow a pawn store or a pawn shop across the town hall. He's like, deal. Nice. <laughs> All right, we're back. So I, I think kind of what we're getting at is like we don't owe anybody anything. And this is like something that 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 I when we did the Better Nolansville thing, I I posted. I think it might have been one of maybe our first like official. Boma response letter or open letter that we posted. I talked about the difference between like truth and honesty and mm. what those things mean and like how you can be honest and like state things that are like sure they're objectively true, but they're not like the actual like full truth of like what something really is. And I think that's a lot of like what you see with, um, with this virtue signaling or, or, pearl clutching all of that stuff which is like sure like yes we should support small business yes we should be nice but like what that like seats seats generally should be cheap yeah i I like cheap seats (laughs) i think that yeah i don't like yeah when has anyone ever been proud? When has everyone, when has ever anyone with a, like a good good point ever been like, I paid a lot of money for these seats, so listen Portside. to me. When you Jay Z, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, Spike Lee, <laughs> Spike yeah, Lee, yeah, yeah, he he seems to know what he's talking about. Um, but but there's a difference, you know, and and sure we should support small business or sure we should we should be nice. But at the end of the day, what's the night like? What's nicer, like telling someone you're doing great? I wish. Everyone, I wish fifteen thousand people decided randomly to buy your product that you did a terrible job promoting, or didn't actually think all the way through what this was and how this would serve a marketplace. Or what's the nice? Is it nicer to say, "Hey, you're missing the mark"? Like the market is telling you this is not working, or the town has developed a bunch of strip malls that you can't afford, and this business won't survive in this strip mall. 
So don't run this business this way or don't run a business at all until there's a different option available where there's a there's a walkable residential dense area that can support this. Whatever that is, mm-hmm. like that's actually a nicer thing to say to someone because one way, the nice thing to say, the honest thing is, I wish we all supported small business. Keep doing what you're doing. Also, I know it costs you $5,000 a month to rent this spot, so just keep burning that money. Yeah. You know, or is it this is not working for you. Do something different, but or don't. Yep. And quit. But stop wasting your money because it's not up to 15 or 16,000 people to keep supporting you because supporting small business is the right thing to do, and maybe it's this is not a good choice for you. Yeah. I, I definitely agree with you. I think the 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 concept of attaching supporting small business or supporting local business to whether all local businesses succeed yeah. is just ludicrous. Like that's just not I support local business. I'm a champion of local business. I love local business. I opened a local business. Like I have a little more clout than some people that come to the argument. Like, but at the end of the day, I don't think every local business should succeed yep. because that's just not that. I just don't believe in that kind of economy. And I think some local businesses, frankly, deserve to go out of business because they don't, they either don't have a great product, they don't have a good service or, um, and they're being propped up by this like false economy, which is that they just have zero competition. And so they can, they can continue to suck for all eternity. And because like, because we don't have a Starbucks down the road that would easily, Put them. Well, we actually do. So that's a bad argument. Yeah. But well, Starbucks. Has, <laughs> the we Starbucks. Really the too. way to Starbucks is pretty, pretty hinderful. Yeah, but I mean, the like, does this mean that I like want a bunch of chains to come into like our strip malls and like take over for a local bit mom and pop shop? No, that's not what I'm saying at all. But like, I think this is a prime example. I went um, last night. My family wanted to order pizza, Italian, and we have one, two, three, four chains that you can order pizza from. I was like, Hey, family in from out of town. They know good pizza. Cause they live in like, like Indiana outside Chicago. And like, it's just, I mean, they have like shout out good pizza. Great. Pe- <laughs> yeah. I mean, they have like great Italian family run places that have been there for 50, 60 Dude, years. You just, you just- and so, no. So they were like, what's your local place? And I, I, frankly, I'm just glad that we can actually say we have a local right. place Amigos, that's run right. by a family right. and is actually legit. And so I was like, well, we have to get Amico's. And yeah, it's more expensive. It takes longer. It like It's all the things. But like they loved it. Like They were like, this is really good pizza. And the kids love the pasta and the calamari and all that kind of stuff. But I went in there last night, and it was popping. Like They had like... 20 people behind the counter just slinging pizzas everywhere like and tons of to-go boxes so like what 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 is different about a place like that is great product it's not just longevity it's not that they've just been here like forever and like had like a local following that's been built up that following was built up because people actually enjoy their food and they do a good job and they provide good service and they're honest people i'm from chicago it shames me to say Amico's is great. Mm. That, that's good. Like, it, it is great. Well, that's because you're used to eating lasagna. 
that no, is it's, masked it's, it's, as well, pizza. Well, but here's it's the thing: killer. casserole. It's a casserole. <laughs> but casserole. Ev- <laughs> everything you just the the things you said. Sure, it's it takes longer. It's this. It's that. It's more expensive. Those are all the things. No one complains about Pizza Hut or Papa John's and says it's too fast. Yeah. Or it's too cheap. The things they complain about are the things that Amico's has, Amico, Amico's has chosen to do better. Yes. Right. Better and product. Exactly. And so it's, it's this, it's, people will put up with a lot if you can do things better than the big chain. So here's a marketing idea, product idea for every local business in Nolensville. Figure out whatever vertical you're in, your competitors that are big, and figure out what the most common complaints are about those businesses and just do better at those things than those people do. That's yeah. all it is. You don't have to do better at everything. You don't have to be better at all of it. You can be more expensive or whatever it right. is. Just that's what I mean. Nella Moon, maybe it's because they smell better than everybody else. That's they have the best can, they have the best candle on like a fifty mile radius. Right. And so right. that's that's all you have to do. But if you're just gonna be one of eight of the same knickknack shop or antiques if your antiques aren't any better than anybody else's, or rare, or, older, or, or whatever older. it is, yeah, then like <laughs> or you're more not, antiquey. Yeah, you're yeah, you're not <laughs> you're not beating anybody. That's all it takes. But but yeah, so I love again. Amico's is a great example of of finding. You can take advantage of the local business. Yep. persona dude so i'm so excited i was gonna touch it but i don't want you to mute me uh, <laughs> <laughs> i'm so excited for it so bona bona beef and rainbow cone are coming to nolensville dude i'm so excited because what are these by the way i have no context so i'm actually rainbow very curious cone, about this so rainbow cone are. rainbow cone is like a south chicago thing they started out in like the southern part of chicago and it's ice cream it's slices of ice cream so they don't scoop it they slice it and it's like they have like some very on a cone. Yeah, what do they do? They put this? it on a cone. Yeah. Is it a rainbow colored cone? Yeah. So it's like instead, of like you know how you do a rainbow scoop, cone. you can do like two or three scoops until it gets like unsafe. They but, can do like five because ah. they, they they slice. So it. like brownie so slice it's, or it's like, like flat pe- slices like like like, like like a like a hamburger stacked on top of each other right, that way. Right. Okay. So oh, it's like cool. it's it's huh. it's it's on par with Kilwins. It, the ice cream is on par with Killwins, and then their their niche of like slicing. I it. don't know what Killwins is. So Killwins is that place Franklin. in in Franklin that if you go to get a milkshake, it costs you twelve dollars. Uh, I've never, I've like never been. Oh, like a cone costs you like twenty four bucks. Yeah, yeah okay. but it's it's like it's, it's like handcrafted ice cream. It's very it's ice cream that's very good. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah, and it's it's not Beskin Robbins. Like it's not you know it's it's specialty. It, they're, they're not too expensive though. They're, I mean, they're pretty. Compa- so, compa- so we're getting that, and I they're heard a shit. The booster or Brewsters. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But they slice their ice cream, so scoop it. Okay. And then Bona Beef. So, growing up in Chicago, there were there's three places, four places in Chicago that do Italian beef, right? And one is Portillo's, which most people know about. Yeah. Uh, one is very very niche that I actually grew up walking distance from my high school that we ditched lunch to go. It's called Johnny's Beef. Uh, one is Owl's Beef, which is yep, I've inner heard city, Owls. and then Bona. Bona is the one that went corporate. It's okay. the one that kind of like got bought out by uh, uh, a hospitality group. But More corporate than Portillo's. Portillo's got sold, so he okay. sold Portillo's. There's okay. been Portillo's in Murfreesboro. I've there's been a Portillo's there in, in, in. Are you thinking of Potbelly? No, I went to Portillo's. There's, there's, there's no chance you went to Portillo's in Murfreesboro. It's gotta be something else then, something similar. Maybe it was maybe it was somebody else in Portillo's. It's, it's a Portillo. Portillo's is the equivalent equivalent of In and Out. It's like very very 
huge local following. This place was like this place was like a like a, it looked like a Pizza Hut on the inside, but they had grinders and stuff. No, like so that. Portillo's looks like Martin's on the okay. inside. It's very it, okay. or like Cracker Barrel. Yeah, like it's, they, they have a okay. person that's like shopping for these okay. antiques to put yeah, yeah, inside. Yeah. Huh. Okay, I'm curious uh, what I went to then. But yeah, okay. So, but Bona is probably my second favorite Italian beef in all of Chicago. And it's so good. There's zero chance this place does not succeed. It's one of those places where it's like, you're first of all, you're going to get every person that ever visited Chicago mm-hmm. to go mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. But it, it's it's a type of food that you will come back to every single time. It's like Amico's or like uh, me and Loretta's on steroids. It's something that we're like... Once it comes in, everyone everyone's gonna be talking about like, yeah, I want my sub wet. Like, yeah. Now people are like, what are you talking about wet? Like, no, like one bonus di- here when they dip the sandwich in. Yeah, and then just dip the, this thing in, in the yeah. sauce and 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 the oils, and yeah. it's like people like I'm so excited for Nolansville to get but those two businesses specifically because they're they're on a level of like martins and uh, tzatziki's where they're hospitality owned there's like mm-hmm. a big there's there's obviously like a big uh hospitality group that has like a a bunch of these places that they're opening up are, all are bona and rainbow connected like are they both owned by the same I group i don't know i wouldn't be shocked if they are because like, I, I i couldn't understand how we were getting two. are they attached th- like physically attached this building gonna be this do we know? i don't know i don't know where i it's just going. couldn't understand how we were getting like, I'm, I'm two like like chicago kind of like almost iconic I'm ho- the only thing i'm businesses hoping for, unless they were part of the same group i have no, so i know that jesse alvarez is the investor that's opening up bona he okay was, yeah so he lives in nolensville right uh, where are they going i have no clue i'm I, my only hope with this whole thing is that it's inside city limits because yeah. they're gonna kill it this is gonna be the t- this like a bona beef is a place where every contractor goes for lunch. Yep. Every like every time you're like, well, where, where should we have dinner? You're gonna go to Bona. It's like the plate. It's legitimately great food for a very very good price, and it's like I'm well and. Obviously, I, somebody could like write this off and just be like, "Oh, great! It's like another sandwich place, or it's, it's or not, it's uh, no. or it's beef on bread with cheese, so right. it's basically a burger." There's no cheese. Like, it no, sounds no, like no, just, what? No, no cheese. Like, cheese. Um, <laughs> well, you can you can get cheese. You can get you can get it, but it's not the traditional. I trust you, Mike, so much that I already can tell that when they try. It's giant. You see me? You see me going for it and like yeah. So Chris mentioned, and in a break we just had, Chris mentioned to me that every time I touch this thing, like Daniel's gonna have to. I'll have like, to work on this. Yeah, mute me. So I'm like, I'm going for it, and I'm like stopping. <laughs> it's a, like, yeah, Mike's right, got hot hands. Great on video. Yeah. No, I so I, I do think that it's like a, um, it, it is enough of a, it's a unique style of food. It doesn't seem that unique, but like yeah. compared to everything else we have in Nolansville, like it's a unique enough style that it will be very successful because it because people they do what they do and they do it really well. This is why Amico succeeds. It's because it's like. Yes, we have other pizza places, but like Amico's is a family-owned Italian restaurant that also happens to have pizza. They're not just a pizza Mar- place. Martin's the same and way. And what they do T- is Tzatziki's. very specific, and they do it very well. Yeah, Tzatziki's is going to be the same way. Martin's the same yeah. way. Outlanders, to their to their credit, are the same yeah. way. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I'm just I, I'm hoping that Bona and Rainbow uh, Cone are within city limits. Just from like a resident standpoint, I want those. That that sales uh, that sales tax revenue, but I'm super excited for those places to come in into Nolansville area because they're it's it's like one of those things where like 
when like a basketball team that's been kind of like just grinding away finally gets that all star and everybody starts to play up to up a level like th- that top player makes everybody gr- everybody else better like Bona and Raymakov are on that level that once they come in they're going to set that bar from wherever that bar is they're going to set that a few notches higher where now you do have to perform to a certain extent and it, it makes you try harder mm-hmm. makes you makes you be better mm-hmm. uh so th- like from that point too i mean like it, like you you cannot miss with those two businesses yeah well, that's that's like what you just said there, where, where one business comes in, kind of raises the bar, and everybody else starts performing up to that level. That's something that you know, like my wife and I feel very strongly about. And like you know, if we ever open a business around here, that's something that we would hope that we could achieve. Also, like that's, right. that's I think this town deserves it. Like that's the other part of it. Like it's not. I I think it's more the onus is more on the business owners here in town to step up and provide that thing for the the citizens than it is for the citizens to just kind of rally around some business that right that that isn't doing a good job (laughs) no nobody out there is like yeah no nobody is like saying like oh like circuit city doesn't exist anymore because people like just were like you know and shopped yeah. at Best Buy instead. It's like are we all trying to get a beep in. But 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 like your term, you know, n- nobody was like approaching that conversation that way. It was like no, like Circuit City like did what they did, and Best Buy did what they did, and people flocked to Best Buy at the time because they could get something cheaper, or the service was better, or there was something that made them it was differentiating. The people didn't revolt and choose Netflix over Blockbuster right. and it's the people's fault. Yeah, like this isn't we're not like just like making these like theories up out of like thin air. Like this is just like economic theory and how things work. If there's competition, then naturally people are going to choose the thing that's either cheaper or or fulfills their needs better. That's just how consumers think. And so I don't. I just don't see like why Nolansville's economy shouldn't just operate the way every economy operates, and like let's provide the foundation and and give business owners the chance to compete in in a right. real economy well, rather than the one we have right now. To to be fair, the the, the anybody who goes on the four one one and says, "Oh, well, we just need to support support small business more." Number one, they either are being completely disingenuous or they have so much disposable income that they're cool with just burning money on stuff they don't need. Yeah, because nobody true. needs exactly what Nolansville provides, right? And only what Nolansville provides. So well, you you couldn't survive if you only shopped in Nolansville. I tried. Exactly. It's like, that'd be great. It's, it's almost like uh, what's that the uh, the movie where they uh, supersize me? Mm-hmm. Where he lived on McDonald's only for whatever. So we year. don't have a McDonald's. It's the same kind of thing. It's like you couldn't <laughs> literally live on what Nolansville provides right now. So. Yeah. So it's it's but it's this entitlement. It's this idea. It's this, and this circles back to what I brought up a while ago about the comment on on the post about the parking lot being empty um, uh, on Black Friday. Being well, what was the business? Tell me all the business names and, and what their schedule is and when they dis, why they decided. It's like do you you either are being disingenuous right now with that question. Or you feel entitled to a research project for yeah. me to go do, to tell you the information, to explain to you why a whole bunch of businesses aren't having anybody come in on Black Friday. It's yeah. like maybe neither of those are reasonable. And maybe the explanation is this is a bad situation here. 
Yeah. Right. Overall, I think that's what we're all trying to get at is is it's nobody's job to to support terrible terribly run small businesses. It's nobody's job to hold themselves up on a pedestal and say, "Look at how great I am. You can be as great as me if you only do what I do." Virtue signaling. Or it's nobody's job to say, look at how offended I am at what you just said about somebody. I'm going to be so offended, although I would say the same things behind closed doors about somebody else. You just had the guts to say it publicly, but I won't do it, a.k.a. pearl clutching. It's nobody's mm-hmm. job to like fall in line with everybody else and just do what you want someone to do because it's someone's civic duty. Right. I also think, isn't it interesting? So there was this whole commentary on the 401 about Black Friday and who was open, who wasn't open, why would they close their stores, all this kind of stuff. And I don't I don't think any business owner is willing to come out and say that like, well, we close our stores because people don't shop here on Black Friday. People go elsewhere. Cool Springs. Correct. But like, I just think it's ironic. It's like the big push in town is like shop local. We don't want big box, but on black Friday, guess where everyone goes where there's big box. Uh Like, like the, the point I'm, I'm trying to make is that I think that, uh, I think that Nolansville is having too narrow of a conversation and too narrow of an outlook on its economy and thinking that, that I'm not, I'm not at all advocating that we should go like, hard into big box and just try and only have that. But I do think that selective big box plays would be smart. And for this reason, because like there are, there are things that keep people in town that one day of the year. It's not, (laughs) but it's not one day of the year. And that there, there are selective big box stores that I could see, um, having a very like, um, I don't, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but, so uh, give, give me one that's not named Target. No, I mean I, I think Target's a great example. I've been advocating for Target for like two or three well, years yeah, behind I, closed I, doors, I, I, but I, like I think Target breaks the mold there, so that's why I excluded I, it. I I don't know. I, I'd have to think more about like what the specifics are, but I think the point I'm getting at is that like there are certain stores that I think could cohabitate with our current local economy, and would actually drive more business, would keep more dollars in town because people wouldn't go elsewhere and it's just the nature of how consumers work so if somebody's going grocery shopping if someone's going grocery shopping well guess what they're gonna buy lunch next door and then then, oh well you're getting lunch so i'm gonna go into the you know the knickknack store that's why that i mean that's the whole you need all of it though is the point that's the whole entire reason why like the marketing behind those out parcels for sale on jenna's greenland is saying like it's grocery anchored Mm -hmm. like there's going to be a Publix there. Correct. Like, that's why we're going to charge you $45 a square foot instead of the 30 you can get down the road is because you're going to come to the grocery store and then you, you can get coffee here yep. as well. It's almost like 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 certain types of commercial are beneficial to businesses. I, I mean, I, I... It's almost like that. I think that the only big box store that's going to survive the next 10 years is grocery i, I think I th- grocery is the only thing unless amazon figures out a way to be more sufficient or efficient in in delivering to you last minute like right now i have a tr- pickup truck outside your house there's a gallon of milk that i got it twice daily when i got the beer like <laughs> right. i got like you need something like that and amazon can't fulfill like that last minute 
you know, the last minute affordable option. Well, I think to kind of like wrap this up, though, I I think that what's happening and what we're going to see is if you want to keep having the same conversation, if you are annoyed with this conversation we just had for almost uh, almost two hours at this point. Oh, this is going to be the worst received pot pot episode. If (laughs) If you're annoyed by this conversation, though, then you should not really want the couple of candidates just got elected to have their way. Yep. Because what you're going to get is a whole bunch of strip malls full of businesses. They closed can't, on Black Friday. Exactly. They, they're closed on Black Friday. And some planning commission member who approved it saying, well, let's dig into the details. Be transparent. It's like, no, why don't you look at like basic economics and say, this is a terrible situation. Yep. Nobody should be in this in the first place. But if they are, it's not it's not the people's fault. It might be your fault. Yep. It might be their fault, the, the business owner's fault for opening. But like it's not this idea of like if you build it, they will come. That's just not realistic. Right. But again, if you if you want to keep hearing this conversation happen, then I got two people who just got elected who you just need to tell them they're right because you're gonna get it. So full circle, everything always comes back to Kate and Jessica. Always. I mean, that's that's the entire reason this podcast exists. I'm totally here for it. (laughs) It's one of those things like what you said, Mike, in the last episode about if you're right, then you're right, and it's great, like with with, uh, Haley being mayor. But if you're wrong, then it's a better situation. You want to be wrong almost. Not almost. You it's do. a win-win. We like will, you either end up being a genius or being better off. Right. Yep. Yeah. I, I, I want to be wrong and have us be better off, which is this whole idea of... Uh, I'm, I'm, yeah. I, I'm not sure about that. I mean, <laughs> I, like I said, we, 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 we uh, didn't get our way in the election, and now our podcast is better off for two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just... This is going to be insanity if this zoning ordinance doesn't pass... And we just get a whole bunch more strip malls. There's a Hardee's being built up yeah, in our I, town, and that Hardee's is a drive-through only. I, I you know just that, right? really? it's a, a drive-through only. Yeah, the, they got rid of the, the dining fact, option. The, That's what zoning gets you. The <laughs> yeah. fact that I mean, the inevitable reality is that what what the, what is going to happen is a byproduct of not going forward with like the proposed zoning is. Yes, we are going to get more strip malls inevitably, but um, Nolensville is going to develop in a certain way that just locks us in for years and years and years to come. Like you can't, I'm not saying you can't go back and I'm not saying that we can't annex and still grow and things yeah. like that. But I just, I think people are being very, very narrow minded with the vision that they're casting for the future. And why would we look at what hasn't worked in a bunch of other places and looked at where they're going now and where they're mm-hmm. turning their vision to and saying, look, what we did for those 25 years, like it kind of worked, but like we need to figure out something else that's going to like really like right size the ship. So why would we look at those as inspiration and say, well, let's just follow what they did 25 years ago. Cause it seemed to work out. All right. And that's why they're all switching to the thing that yeah. we don't want to have happen. Like, but I, I think, I think the zoning ordinance passes and I, but I, the caveat to that is I think it passes with the dumb, let me get my bleep in the dumbass, uh, the, the dumbest talking points of like smart commercial growth, mm-hmm. limited, limited density, uh, 
town and country where we forget about the town part. Yeah. Uh, like, that's that's how I think. And I'm actually okay with that for the next two years. Like, like if we're going to have the wrong people, in my mind, the wrong people in charge, just pause it. Just lock it down. Let's let's halt. I'm like, with you. Get, get to it in two years. I, I think that we will all uh, be able to laugh our asses off for the next two years. That's two beeps. I got to get one more. And, and <laughs> we're not only going to do it on this podcast, but we're going to do it on the 4112. I love it. All right. Thanks for watching Small Town Char. <laughs> we'll see you next time. That's all we got. See you later. Bye for now.